Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Fitness Candor. I'm Eric Feigl, and I'm joined today with my uh, friend and colleague, Dr. Pete Hagendroff. Pete, how you doing? Very Welcome well. to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Uh, I'll give you a little background on how Dr. Hagendroff and I uh, met. I was taking jujitsu about a little over a year, a couple years ago, maybe. And uh, well, no, the first time I lived in Mount Adams, you were in Mount Adams. You had a practice there. And I was looking for ways to increase my business. So I walked in and talked to you about, you know, doing a little referral action. And we kind of shared similar values, which is why I think we're still, you know, friends and colleagues today. And uh, when I really started working, working with you is when I had a jujitsu problem for my upper back, which I'm still kind of muscling with. I need to get back in here probably. And uh, so... Started working together with that. Uh, I referred a few people to uh, Dr. Hagendross, which who who seemed to be extremely happy. Everybody's making progress, so I'm very happy with that. We kind of seem to to mesh well with what I'm already doing and with what your principles and philosophy are. So we're we're getting everything together and helping those people, which is great. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. Why'd you get into you know the the chiropractic field and and we can kind of go from there. Sure. Well, thanks. I uh, appreciate the opportunity, Eric, to join you on this uh, on this podcast. So, uh, I guess to get into why I decided to uh, become a chiropractor, you know, as uh, as a kid, I was active uh, soccer, basketball, lots of sports, and uh, when I was fifteen. I uh, had a pretty good fall on a drive to the basket, uh, playing basketball, where uh-huh. landed on the hip and lower back. And my father uh, has always played hockey throughout his life, so he was experienced with chiropractors and had to uh, chiropractor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, dentists. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, he does wear the, the face shield, so that okay. no, no teeth issues. But uh, uh, anyway, he brought me to his uh, chiropractor and. Uh, I was very pleased with the results as far as how my body was healing, how much better I felt, and it also made an impression on me that this this chiropractor seemed to be enjoying his job so much. And yeah. you know, at 15 years old, you're kind of thinking about possibly what you might like to do when you're older, and sure. it, it really just struck out in my mind that uh, he was really enjoying his job, seemed to be having fun, and so yeah, that planted the seed for years later after uh, undergrad to, to go on to chiropractic school. Where'd you go Where'd you go to school? So I actually started, uh, well, my undergrad was at Denison University, okay. and uh, I did track and field and cross country there. And uh, then I coached track at Kenyon College for two years after that. Oh, wow. And after finishing up coaching, I went to Palmer College, which is in Iowa, for my first year of chiropractic school. And then I transferred to Atlanta for the final three years, which was at Life University. Okay. Nice. Okay. We kind of have a similar, in how we got into our fields, we kind of have a similar background. I didn't know that. I had um, an injury my freshman year of high school playing basketball on my right knee. I had surgery. And that kind of started making me think about... Um, just physical fitness in general, because I started to go towards being becoming a teacher, maybe you know teaching kids how to become healthy. And I didn't really, at that age, 14, 15 years old, I didn't realize there was so much more to, to this whole umbrella of wellness and fitness. And yeah. so that's that's interesting. Um, what? How long after your education did you decide you know open your own practice? Did you work with other people first? Did you have you know mentors that you worked with? Oh, there were definitely uh, mentors. Uh both people that would uh, come and present uh, seminars and presentations while we were in school. I mean, professors and teachers that were there at the university. Dr. Reekman, who's uh, the president of, of Life right now, has been a major influence in the chiropractic profession. Uh, so he, he was definitely a large mentor. Uh, Dr. John D. Martini, who is a chiropractor, but now he's more well known for uh, kind of 
many self-help books and just uh, uh, writings and teachings and presentations on healing and uh, living healthy, living happy. Okay. Uh, so he, he's been a, a big influence. But uh, yeah, those uh, as far as getting out into practice, yeah, I, did, I didn't work uh, for anyone else. The final year of school, you're actually in a clinic situation where you're supervised and there's people from the community come in. So you're essentially practicing on you know community members that okay. uh, last year of school. That makes so, sense. Yeah. yeah, so I just decided, I thought, you know, I, I would like to work for myself and open my own practice. Um, moving to Cincinnati, I actually found an opportunity where a woman um, was looking to move to Chicago, uh, essentially, and, and she wanted to sell her practice. And so I was able to um, start off with a, a base of some clients, some patients. Nice. Uh, and then just build my practice from, from there. Oh, that's Pretty uh, pretty handy. How long after you moved here was that? Oh, right that, away. I mean, I, that's, that's is that why reason, that's why you came? Okay, okay. I didn't know if that was just blind luck or I was, that's pretty no, pretty no. nice. Um, how do you relate? Because you're a very fit person. You know, you're you take care of yourself. I'm sure you do. You go to another chiropractor. I do. You yeah. do. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of guess so. And I I tell people when they talk to me about um, getting adjustments and and other parts of wellness, I always say, go to the person. You know, if you want to come to about strength training and uh, how to lift weights, strength training, and lose weight, be healthy, come to me and talk to me. If you want to know about, you know, if you should get an adjustment, what it can do for you, go to that person. Sure. You know, so what? how is the link between fit, overall fitness and wellness connect with, with getting adjustments and keeping yeah. a, you know, a healthy... Sure. Sound. Yeah, that's a great question, um, and, and people ask me that every day in, in practice because people will generally seek out chiropractic care for one of two reasons. And, and the first reason, which is more well-known, you would say, was, is people are, are have some ache, some pain, some yep. injury that they're looking, whether it's back, neck, um, a sports injury to an ankle, a headache, what have you. And that's their reason for first uh, seeking help. Generally, we're more motivated to... to yeah. uh, uh, try to help something that's uh, hurt in the body or something that needs needs fixed or repaired. So on any given day, I have lots of folks that are coming in for a specific injury. But I would say half of the visits of people that I see per day, at least half, are folks who do not are not currently suffering from any acute pain, but they understand that when the body is balanced and aligned properly, specifically mm -hmm. the nerve system, you know, housed in the spine, when that's balanced and aligned properly, then the overall function of the body is going to be better. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of research coming out, everything from athletic performance, balance, uh, muscle strength, performance in specific skills, reaction time, all of these sorts of things improve when the body is uh, well aligned, balanced, and, uh, you know, receiving chiropractic care. So uh, there's overall wellness benefits uh, aside from the uh, pain relief that most folks think about when they think of chiropractic. And that's probably the number one, I'm in pain, I got to go to the chiropractor. Well, do you, yeah, do you yeah. see more like uh, related to headaches, more your your clients related to headaches, neck injuries, back injuries, what do you typically work with? It's, it's a huge variety. Yeah, I, mean, I see all ages. So yeah. I mean, on any given day, I'll have uh, children coming in, whether it's for a wellness checkup mm -hmm. or whether um, they may have had, there was an 11-year-old yesterday that was, uh, you know, a soccer, in a soccer injury, ah, so we were checking his neck, and uh, all the way up into people into their 80s or 90s, so it can be any variety of, uh, of issue. Okay, yeah, but one people, one, a lot of things that people have against uh, chiropractors, they, they think it's like a, a, well, you know, they, they always want me to come back. I'm like, well, of course, it's an ongoing process, just like if you come to a trainer, a person comes to me. You're not going to come in for a day or a week and be like, oh, look at me. I'm 
Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. or whatever. It's something you have to keep doing consistently, right? You have to be consistent. It doesn't have to be like every day, every week, right. but it needs to be consistent. Well, and, and that's a, another really good question. What, uh, well, yeah, what people need to understand, if, if you're just coming in to uh, try to remedy some pain or some complaint, then, yeah, you, you don't need to continue to come in. And I always tell people that there's nothing that says you have to continue chiropractic care. It's not addictive. You don't have to keep coming in. What will happen oftentimes or sometimes is people receive good results for the initial, maybe their headaches have mm-hmm. gone away, their low back pain is you know, significantly better, and they'll say, hey, this, you know, I'm feeling better, my body's feeling better, what do you suggest? Well, routine realignments, uh, adjustments, will help the body to maintain that good form that people like. So mm-hmm. it's very similar. You mentioned, you know, it's, it would be unusual if someone said, oh, you know, I really like training with you, Eric. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to stop now. And then uh, a year later they call you up and say, gosh, you know, by the way, you know, man, I, I need to get back in because they missed how well they were feeling. And the same thing with eating well. I mean, if, you, if you're eating good food, you're eating healthy, you don't have to keep doing that. You don't <laughs> have to continue to get good sleep. You don't have to go to the dentist to get your teeth cleaned. None of these things you have to do. They're not addictive. But people will sometimes choose to do things that they feel better. So that's probably the best way you can think about it. It's, it's not something you have to continue to do. It's always your choice, but that's why a lot of my clients will come in with some regularity. And, and to, to follow up on that question, generally, if it's a, a routine wellness type visit, you're looking to maintain good balance, you've already achieved good alignment, it could be visits anywhere from every two to six weeks. This is generally what I find people respond well to. Uh, for, for more wellness care. When people are coming in for initial complaints and injuries, then yeah, they, you know, I may, may meet them several times a week for, mm-hmm. for several weeks until the, the body has had a chance to stabilize and heal. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah. And it, it's interesting what you said about um, it's a choice. Everything is a choice. And it's an investment too, I think. So when somebody comes in to me and they're like, well, man, I, you know, things are getting tight, which it happens. And I tell them, hey, completely understand. I don't know anybody's financial situation, but the number one thing you can do is take care of yourself. You know, if you can give up anything else, try to fund your personal training, try to fund, you know, your chiropractor visits, your dentist, those things that really take care of yourself, you know, get a good mattress, dump some money into a good mattress, some good pillows even. So that's, I don't think people really think about that. It's just something they feel like they have to do or maybe they should do. But like I said, it's, you make the decision yeah. And you either stick with it or you don't. And eventually you're going to, I think, come back and say, oh, man, I should have been going to Dr. Hagen draws. Just like I kind of think. <laughs> it's been a while for me. But uh, we, we talked a little bit about who benefits from your services. But what what is the um, – what's the – the minimum age, I mean, you, when you see children come in, yep. these, these are people who are, who what, who just come with their, their parents come in or just... Oftentimes the parents will have already uh, been, been clients here. Sometimes they are people who have heard from relative or friend, uh, it, even the adults, the parents are not currently clients, but they've heard that I do work with children, so they'll bring their kids in. Okay. And I can tell you, I've worked on every age from a few days old, uh, wow. babies, infants, um, you know, all the way up to, to like I said, people in their in their 90s. So, okay. you know, the people think, well, what would you work on a baby for? Um, the most frequent reason we'd, we'd work on a, on a, a newborn or a baby, an infant, is uh, due to the birth process itself. I mean, mm-hmm. we can understand it's a fairly rigorous process of coming through that I've birth heard, canal. I've heard. So sometimes mothers will notice, I mean, even that early on, is, you know, the baby only seems to want to nurse on one side. Or the baby only can turn the head to one side. And that's a good uh, indicator because, of course, the baby's not going to tell us what's hurting. Mm-hmm. What's hurting. But if, if the baby can't 
nurse properly or is not able to turn the head properly, then we know there's probably then what we call subluxation. It's a misalignment uh, of the vertebra and pressure on the nerves. But there's been a subluxation to the neck. And, you know, the techniques we use for babies are literally just using a one finger at very light pressure, sustained pressure. Um, it, of course, it doesn't look the same as if we're adjusting a 200-pound adult. It's a very different technique. It's just on a different scale. Like that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. person, it's... Yeah, of course, all the same. same if a 90-year-old woman comes in, a grandmother, then we're using different technique than right. if I'm adjusting Eric, who's yep. you know, just came off the jujitsu. Uh, yeah, uh, event. mat, <laughs> right. yeah. getting scraped off the mat. Um, yeah, that's on, on my side of things. I I don't like to. Uh, I typically don't like to to train people who aren't at least 12 or 13, 14 years old because just because I'm sure it's still good for them, but in order for your bones to develop. And calcify properly and still align properly. I, I don't like to put that under pressure. I like to say, "Hey, get out and be active," you know, first. But I, I totally make sense what, what you were saying. Just you know, everybody is everybody can benefit from from that. No matter being what in good alignment, yeah, exactly. yeah, absolutely. So what um, when so, somebody says, you know, should I go to a chiropractor or to a massage therapist? Mm-hmm. What, what are the – obviously, we know what the main differences are, but there seems to be some correlation between the two. Oh, of course, yeah. How, are those, how would those intersect? Well, they work together very well. It's a very synergistic uh, relationship between the two. Um, obviously, massage therapists are working more with the soft tissues, the muscles, the tendons, the ligaments, and so they're working on those tissues. Chiropractors typically focus more on uh, the nerves and the vertebra. I mean, we work with the vertebral column because we're looking to – impact the nervous system, the function of the nervous system. So um, obviously since the muscles and tendons and ligaments are attaching to the, the vertebra, it's all connected. There's lots of fascia that makes connections. So there's some inter, interplay between the two professions. And I mean, we have a massage therapist here at, okay, cool. on staff here at Thrive. And uh, so yeah, it works out great. A lot of our clients will choose to even schedule a massage on the same day that they get their adjustment. Oh, that's and, awesome. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Do, what's What are the differences between a good chiropractor you don't don't name names but there's always there's always a good and a bad what's the difference between a good chiropractor and a bad chiropractor because the thing that really drew me to keep coming back to you was the fact that you took time to understand my issue you explained it to me you told me what you thought and then you showed me how it was going to happen and your plan you had a plan and i I stress this is only the third podcast but in every single podcast so far I've, i've always said if you are working with a person that doesn't have a clear plan and can't tell you their philosophy, then you should probably move on. If you just th- if you think that the person is just winging it off the bat, you should probably move on. But I didn't get that from you at yeah. all, and that's the kind of people I like to be around and, and work with. Yeah, and, and uh, I think just the same as people would make decisions for any uh, any person they want to work with, you you want to feel that sense of uh, uh, trust and resonance. So for different people, that could be you know different different person. Lots of lots of different personalities out there. There's lots of different techniques. So what I would encourage people to do if they're looking for any any healthcare provider, or whether it be a trainer or a chiropractor, you know, um, read up first. Look for uh, look for information online. Maybe talk to clients or patients that uh, could give uh, their results and, and their story of how they inter- interact okay. uh, with the chiropractor, with the provider. 
And uh, then feel free to call and ask questions. I'll have, I always feel honored when people will, uh, before they schedule the appointment, they say, well, I really just had a few questions first. Would, you know, would the doctor be willing to, to get on the line or to respond to some email questions? And I always feel honored when people ask that question because it means they really value their health and they yep. value their time uh, to the point where they don't want to find themselves in an office where they're not comfortable or it's not the right fit for them. Right. So, yeah, just feel free to reach out, ask questions first. That's probably and, the best uh, way. And in most yeah. cases, I think that's a good way to, to, to know you're in the right place. And if yeah. you get a sensation, in, you know, that you, you show up for that first visit and you're not in the right place, then, you know, don't, don't be afraid to, you know, reach out, branch out, and, and look for a better, better option for you. What are some of the different techniques? So, oh, there's so many different uh, techniques. I mean, uh, most chiropractors do some sort of hands-on adjustment techniques, but there's also instruments, uh, okay. handheld instruments that deliver impulses using, um, uh, you know, using power, basically a bit of vibration and, and percussion and things like this uh, to create the actual uh, adjustment and movement in the body. So there's different tables, uh, different assessments. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of uh, different techniques, again, that would just help to fit people... Uh, fit people's personality and fit people's body type the best. That makes, so, that makes and sense. And most chiropractors, I should say, they know, uh, you know, uh, many different techniques. So it's not like you know, there's only one where, one place right. to go for a certain technique. Most people, we're, we're taught in school a, a very wide variety. Just as you get out and practice, people tend to, um, you know, prefer certain techniques. Yeah. yeah. I think there's, I think there's something to be said for someone in, in uh, any profession that, that recognizes there are different benefits to different styles. And if, in my personal opinion, if you're dealing with one person who is matter of fact, there's no other way to do it. Mm. To me, to me, and I see maybe I see this a lot. Like um, let's say kettlebells versus dumbbells. Some people you can only train with kettlebells. Right. I disagree. Yeah, I it's a tool in the tool belt. So if it works for one person, if they enjoy it, number one, yep. and if it's getting them good, safe, healthy results, then feel free, go for it. If you like working with dumbbells, or you like doing X you know, whatever kind of adjustments, I'm not sure what the names of them are, right. but then go with that. But the person yeah. should be able to adjust. And if you're not that person, then, Hey, hopefully you have the, the knowledge to say, Hey, okay, here's what you, here's where you need to go. And who you oh, need exactly. to go. Yeah. 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 Where do you see, where do you see the future of your field going? Field. Yeah. Where, yeah, where is exciting this? Exciting times really. I mean, the profession, at least in this country, it's so really just, uh, gosh, about 120 years old. So still relatively new as far as, uh, where the profession's going, um, it's already the largest alternative, uh, you know, it's considered a complementary or alternative medicine that's mm -hmm. it's labeled by the government. And it's already the, by far the largest form of that when you throw in acupuncture, massage, those things. So uh, I think the future is very bright. Where I would see the profession going is um, uh, people are already pretty familiar with some of the uh, injuries and, you know, back pain, neck pain, headaches, pinched nerves, sciatica, those, those classic types of things that people seek treatment for. But I think in, in the coming years, we're going to, uh, as technology improves and we can use different types of uh, brain scans and, uh, oh, yeah. you know, functional assessments that are, as the prices come down on some of this equipment where we can actually measure people's, not just their blood pressure or their, um, you know, heart rates, um, HRV, things like that, but if we can actually see some different scans in the office of people yeah. where they can see, wow, look how much more efficient my body is, uh, regardless of any pain or symptom, that my overall well-being has improved. Yeah. I think it's going to become more and more a part of people's uh, lifestyle choice, just like we see you know, more whole foods, more uh, you know, or 
organic groceries. We see lots of gyms and, and, and more and more personal trainers. I think as people continue to learn about the, uh, the benefits and, and feel the benefits, then uh, there's, there's just going to be more growth in the profession. That's good. And there's, is there a high demand right now for chiropractors, or is it, is it one of those fields that seem to have a pretty good city? It, I would imagine this is a very tough field to, to get into and to stay into. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't really know as far as uh, uh, the business side of that. I mean, I know my practice has grown each year, and, and uh, you know, most chiropractors tend to still practice either on their own or in small groups. Whereas okay. a lot of, I think, uh, in the medical field, the, the trend is it's becoming more and more difficult to practice that way. And there's larger groups, either people working for hospitals or larger yeah, corporations. Yeah. So I'm sure there is some some difficulty just with all the background paperwork and um, yeah, you know the, the, the bureaucratic. Uh, Requirements that are the involved, insurance. but uh, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> some of it, as far as um, you know, as, as far as uh, saturation point, no. I mean, I think okay. I, I've seen studies where basically with the utilization rates of chiropractors, there's we we still need plenty more. Good, so, yeah, yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Do you do you take on? Um, so if you you got people that you follow and that do you have anybody who's maybe mentoring under you or is that something no, that I mean, maybe. In yeah, the future, I mean, who knows? I mean, uh, we, we just moved into a new office. We have a little bit more space, so yeah, I mean, beautiful I office. Any, um, so thank you, thank you. I don't have any immediate plans to add in, you know, like an independent contractor, associate uh, chiropractor, but uh, yeah, that could change. Yeah, I mean, this is, I'm starting my seventh year in, in practice now, and so yeah, as things continue to grow, that that could be something we'll add in the future. But uh, yeah, right now, just just I'm, I'm the flying happy, happy where it is. That's that's perfect. What are the projects you have going on right now? What else do you have? What's what's uh, in the future for Thrive? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, right now, just I guess I should say in the last few months, like I said, we added in uh, Kelly Nickel, who's our massage therapist okay, here. Yep. And then we also have a um, health coach. Uh, Zach Frank is his nice. name, health coach Zach. So he's able to address people's um, more specific concerns on um, nutrition, goal setting, oh, you know, awesome. attitude, lifestyle. So, uh, yeah, Zach is a great resource and Kelly's a great resource to have here. And, uh, yeah, we're just focusing on, on, uh, helping each other out, growing and, uh, serving the community the best we can. How, how did you meet up with, uh, Zach and Kelly? Well, I, I, I've known Kelly since, uh, I first moved to town. I, I met her as a massage therapist and, and she's also become a client for, you know, for me for chiropractic sure. services. And Zach, uh, he was actually working in a different field, different profession up near my office when we were located, uh, not in Oakley, but when we were located in Mount Adams. Sure. And uh, he uh, came, you know, came into the office as a client at that time. And since that was many years ago, he's decided to, to uh, leave that industry and become you know, certified health health coach. And That's awesome. Start his own business. Who's he certified so. through? Because I know I'm familiar with that, that area. I have to look at his website. Um, uh, I believe this, the uh, college is in New York, I believe. Okay. Uh, okay. So there, there's, there's a specific certification I'm trying to think of, but I can't remember. Health it might just be health coach certification. I can't remember. Yeah, I'd have, but, I'd have to look this up. But yeah, health coach Zach, and uh, so yeah, he's been, he's been a great addition, and good. people are, are getting a lot of uh, neat results with him. Yeah, awesome. Are you? What are you doing for your? You, you said you do CrossFit, right? How is that? Is that a good sync with like? Um, your physiology and, and yeah. how your body moves. Well, it's it's, it's a good, another really good question. I had a, an old friend of mine from high school. He, he, you know, of course, he knows I'm a chiropractor, and he knows I, I love CrossFit and I enjoy competing in different events. And he's been doing some more functional fitness and okay. deadlifts and squats and things like that. And he said, you know, I'm just wondering. You know, I'm 35, and I'm just wondering is is this the sort? Am I on the right track, or am I going to set myself up for more, you know, more injuries? And I said, well, you, you kind of need to differentiate if if you're really not looking to compete as a competitive athlete, then there's a line that you would draw in your training where you don't really want to cross that line. You want to, you know, injury prevention, strength, overall function, those are all your goals, but you don't need to 
go into the kind of redlining training that sometimes competitive athletes cross over to, where you may risk a few more uh, pounds on certain lifts. You may risk a bit more yep. over overreaching or overtraining to make those uh, gains in your energy systems. Yeah. And so in his case, he, he realized, oh, that I'm actually, I have a good form on my lifts. I'm not overtraining and I'm feeling better. So I, in that case, I feel like there's a, a really good fit. There's just, just like with every sport, um, you know, there's higher risks, the more competitive you tend yeah. to be. And if it's, if your goals through CrossFit are just to, um, you know, feel good, you know, be healthy, then there's certainly a, a level of participation that CrossFit affords short of, um, you know, trying to make it to the games where you might have to train three times yeah, a day. Yeah, yeah. And that's what, and that, the reason why I brought it up, and I'm not going to get too much into it because I think I probably beat um, the listeners to death with it last episode. I had uh, the owner of uh, CrossFit Y'all on, J.D. Markham, one of my good friends. And uh, but just, because you hear about so many injuries and, you know, and it, it always comes back to, and I'm really glad you brought that up. It, the, it's the, the competition, it's a, the sport side of it. Right. Because that's what it is. It's fitness competition, right? And some people have a problem with that. Some people don't. But you got to you have to define that line, right? And that's what with yeah, anything. Yeah. I have clients myself who want to push it to the max every time, which is awesome. I love that. Don't get yeah. to deal with that all the time. But there's a certain point where I say, hey, let's let's tailor it back a little bit. Let's make sure you get good form. Let's make sure you have good function, and then we can call it fitness. Yeah, that makes complete sense. That's awesome. Cool, man. Well. Um, is there a place that people can reach you? You have, you have Twitter, Facebook, sure, website. Sure. I, gonna blast I, I that get, stuff I out there. Info. So yeah, the website is thrivechiropracticcenter.com, thrivechiropracticcenter.com, and uh, we do have a Facebook page. Uh, same same name. Facebook page is accessible, and uh, phone number. You know, we're in Cincinnati. We're in Oakley. Five one three seven two three one one nine zero. So yeah, if people have any questions or looking for more information, I'd be glad to. To help with anything. Awesome. You go on the Twitter bot? I, I do not have to. I, I'm not yet. You know what? <laughs> no, good for you, man. That's just one thing at a time. I'm not sure how much else we need, really. Google Plus, and I'm uh, on all of it probably way too much. That's a full-time job. Just oh, to my God. I do. I, yeah, I probably should hire someone. <laughs> Seriously. Well, hey, man, I again, I appreciate it. It's been too Thanks, long. Sir. i got to yeah. schedule something with you after we get off here, so I, I appreciate you. Um, I'll post some pictures of your... Of your location here and what you have Great. going on, and then if anybody get a hold of you, then that, that'd be that'd be awesome. All right, guys, I appreciate you tuning in again. Our next guest next week, Friday, I'm going to be interviewing Cincinnati State Health and Fitness Technology Instructor Mindy Pyle. She's also a personal trainer, so we'll get the education side of personal training in the fitness industry and why that's so valuable. All right, guys, I appreciate it. Have a good one. Bye.